anything that works in terms of driving sales is good digital marketing. If tomorrow I were to triple your budget, right, can you produce three times more results? You can't because a lot of times it's not done with that scalability in mind. Hi everyone, I'm Max Hans and you're listening to 137 Ventures Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about digital marketing with Benjamin Fong. Ben is the co-founder and CEO of PZ, a SaaS marketing platform which uses AI to automate Facebook, Instagram, and Google campaign planning management. Ben and I talked about how can you increase your sales thanks to digital marketing? What is the first step to build an efficient digital marketing strategy? And what metrics and KPI matter to understand your performances? So I hope you will enjoy the episode and I wish you a good listening. Mm, so hi everyone, hi Ben. Hey Maxence, how are you? I hope I'm I pronounced your name correctly. Yeah, Maxence. Oh, Maxence. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, so I'm really happy to having you here in the in the podcast. Thanks for having me here. Uh, maybe can you introduce yourself and PZ? Okay, sure. Hey, I'm Ben. I'm the founder of PZ, and PZ is a AI digital marketing platform that wants to simplify digital marketing so that it's accessible by everyone, including my grandma. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a SaaS platform, right? Yep, it's a SaaS platform. Okay, and um, so before PZ, you were already in the um, marketing area. Yep. Uh, uh, thanks to Metagis, I think. So um, I was the founder of an advertising agency, a digital agency based in Malaysia and Indonesia. Okay. We had the privilege of working with large established brands like uh, Honda, Honda, yeah. DBS. UOB, um, Nescafe, you know, Nestle, yeah, yeah. and all the Nestle brands is actually yeah. um, over the past 13 years. All right. Okay. Yeah. So um, we've been operating in Malaysia and Indonesia for the past 13 years. And uh, we did everything from creative to the analytic to driving acquisition. And one of our things that we are really proud of yeah. is that we have helped our clients drive over 700 million ringgit worth of sales online. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. So um, as you can imagine, uh, Ben is uh, an expert in digital marketing. Um, and this is a good timing because we are going to talk about digital marketing today. And my first question is, um, what is your definition of digital marketing? So um, I think uh, quoting Deng Xiaoping, I mean, he's a weird guy to quote at this time, point in time at this hour. <laughs> but you know, anything, uh, as long as a cat catches a rat, whether it's a white cat or black, black cat, it's a good cat, right? So as far as I'm concerned, right, anything that works in terms of driving sale is good digital marketing. Okay. I have heard countless debate whether Google is better, Facebook is better, Instagram programmatic, as long as it delivers sales, it's good to me. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, and why is it so important for um, for companies and mm. especially startups? Okay, so I think the most important thing with digital marketing or any form of marketing, especially yeah. for startup, right, is scalability. Okay. So to understand how you can repeat the same process again and again and gain bigger results if you throw in more money, okay. right? So a lot of times when people are doing digital marketing, they're doing this without the understanding that, hey, at the end of the day, I need to grow this. Take the McDonald's burger, the humble cheeseburger, for example, right? Yeah. You go to any country across the world, you get the same tasting cheeseburger for sure. under three minutes yeah. for the same price. Yeah. That's because McDonald has a, has been able to control the variables so well that they can replicate it again and again. Now, a lot of times when people run digital marketing, I ask them this simple question. If tomorrow I were to triple your budget, right, can you produce three times more results? You can't because a lot of times it's not done with that scalability in mind. Mm -hmm. All right, I understand. 
what is, for instance, the first step mm -hmm. to uh, build a strong marketing, uh, digital marketing strategy? Okay. Um, so I think the very key thing is to understand your business and your customer. Okay. Okay. So um, a lot of times when we sit down with even a lot of startups, mm -hmm. okay, we ask them, okay, so what is your target sales and what is the target cost per sale you're willing to come up with? Even them, even that simple question tends to be uh, leaving them slightly confused and flustered, right? So I think the first thing you need to understand is how do you want to drive your sales and what is your customer like and what you're willing to pay for each and every single customer. Okay. Then it goes into understanding your consumer journey towards sales. For example, right, Maxons, uh, sorry, Maxons. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, okay. okay. If you are selling a Rolls Royce okay. and you are selling a, a Honda, mm -hmm. the customer journey, right, would be completely different. Different, yeah. And if you try to sell Honda the same way you try to sell a Rolls Royce, it wouldn't work when yeah. YC was as well. So if you can understand what is the consumer journey leading from awareness all the way down your sales funnel, and you can plan your strategy along that way, that would be critical. Do you have an example of a startup mm -hmm. um, that has a strong digital um, marketing strategy? Okay. Um, I can quote one, but I can't reveal the name. Yeah. Okay. So we work with a e-commerce. Okay. Um, we consult them on a pro bono basis, right? Um, um, and this e-commerce was selling um, baby mother products. Uh, what happened was that they had a very interesting story. So they have a wide, diverse range of products that they are selling. Mm -hmm. Their top selling product happens to be diapers, okay. right? Uh, because everyone uses diapers, right? If you, I mean, if not everyone uses diapers, but <laughs> if you are a kid and yeah, yeah maybe if you, you'd be using diapers. But the problem was that diapers was a non-profitable sale. That means every single time they sell the diapers, they actually lose money. Oh, right. Okay. okay? But they realized when they stop advertising, stop promoting diapers, sale across every spectrum of the product were to drop as well. Because the more profitable product, like the toys, the, 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 uh, you know, the baby nutrition food, they are occasional buy. They're not habitual buy. You don't buy it on a frequent basis. Yeah, yeah. So when they stop buying, stop selling the diapers, the product across all of the spectrum drop as well. Uh -huh. Then what happened was that they start to realize that the way to do this is to understand that diapers is a lost hero. It drive people in to come into the shop and make them buy other products that help them to drive up the profit margin. Right. Now the challenge then is to understand, hey, which um, ensemble of products that will lead to sales and which ensemble of products that won't lead to sales. I mean profit, sorry. And who are the type of customers who will come in and buy that ensemble as well. So for example, if a guy who is only coming in buying diapers and diapers alone, not buying the toys, not buying the baby food, it's a lost sale, right? Purely lost. There's no hero in it yep, whatsoever. Yep. So in that case, then the right strategy is to negate this audience altogether from your marketing. Not to waste any money on targeting yep. this individual at all. Yeah, yeah. But if a person come in, has the propensity to buy a lot of other items that will inflate your profit margin, these are the ideal target market, uh, audience. Yeah. So this startup that we work with realized that very quickly and very quickly they realized that the way to do this goes beyond a single uh, silver bullet. So they understand that Google and Facebook is critical and crucial, but it doesn't end there. It is a whole journey. For example, a person comes in today, buy diapers today. Mm -hmm. He might only return four or five days later and, and only buy the toys and all the profitable product. They understand that they need to track that whole relationship right and not on a transactional basis. Okay. So I think that was pretty amazing and cool.
Okay, nice. Um, so now maybe let's go deeper into the different digital channels um, mm -hmm. and particularly Facebook. Um, because with busy, you're working um, on Facebook campaign, right? Uh, we work with Facebook, Google, and Instagram. Okay. Okay. Um, so from a marketing perspective, what is the main strength of uh, Facebook? So what I really uh, think it is crucial and, and particularly important in this part of the world is that um, unlike, um, you know, uh, Western Europe and also uh, North America, yeah. Uh, most of our e-commerce today, uh, we are driving it up from social and also conversational commerce. So, uh, for example, I, I was reading a stats from uh, late, uh, recently, and it says that you know uh, Australia has more website than Indonesia, but Australia population is diminutive compared to Indonesia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, simply reason is because you know Indonesia leapfrog in terms of the whole digital revolution. Mm. Instead of going through website, they went to app, they went to conversational commerce. 80% of Instagram users in Indonesia actually shop and sell through Instagram. That's how amazing really? it is. Yeah. So I think what is powerful about Facebook is that it allows that channel to drive conversational commerce and also so social commerce. Think for example, right? If you are buying uh, or you're searching on Google, mm -hmm. right? You have a very intentional purchase. You don't search flight to Japan unless you have intention to go to Japan, sure, right? Sure. But if you are selling a beauty product, you are selling a, a nutritional product, and your brand is not established, no one will be searching for your product on Google. But while I'm occasionally browsing uh, on Facebook and Instagram, your post comes in, it can affect my consideration. I click on it, I chat with you, and there is a chances that I might buy from you even though I never heard of your brand. And I think that's the one thing that's really powerful about Facebook, Instagram, and con conversational commerce in this part of the world today. Uh-huh, correct. Um, and uh, which company is more suited for Facebook? I, I, I never believe that um, you should be biased towards a channel mm -hmm. because as I mentioned earlier on, as long as a cat catches a rat, it's a good cat, right? So it's more of a question for which customer segment and for what occasion Facebook might be more relevant. And all of this is very uh, data uh, uh, driven. Yeah. You can't really generalize, but I give you an, an example of an, a, a, a situation that might be something more suitable. Suppose, let's just say, in the consumer buying journey, right? Before I actually have a serious intent to buy, it's still at the back of my head. I'm thinking of getting married. I'm thinking of getting pr I'm proposing to my wife, and you know, I thought that hey, before I get married, I should get a house first. Right, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm not seriously looking for a house. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't be serious enough to search for it on Google. I won't be serious enough to go to a website or uh, iProperty website to check out houses. But let's just say one fine day while checking out cat videos and whatever, not on Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> suddenly I spot one unit of house that is within my price range, that is within my geographical area. Although I've never thought of buying a house, I might be keen to click on it and check it out. Now, I might not buy within the next couple of months, but that consideration is already embedded into my head. That brand had an advantage because it started that conversation with me far earlier than any other brand. Mm -hmm. And I think this is especially critical for startups as well because a lot of the products that 
startups are selling today, like even like us of Beezy, we are selling a product, right, that we require to educate the, the, the consumer before we sell. Because it's not an established thing. If I sell a pen, everyone know what a pen is. Yeah. But if I'm selling, let's just say, a FinTech AI that helps me save money and advise me to, to, to buy stocks and shares. Now, there's a lot of education process to go in. Sure. It's a series of communication. And I think Facebook and Instagram and a lot of this uh, a medium is perfect because it allows for that non-threatening, non-aggressive content dissemination. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. And um, how the Facebook landscape has changed over the past uh, few years? Um, so I think um, just like recently, right, Facebook has changed quite tremendously after yep. the whole Cambridge Analytica issue. Oh, really? Yeah. So for example, um, so prior before this, about two, three years ago, mm -hmm. one of the uh, really, really uh, interesting part was that you can actually capture, um, you know, the interests of the people who actually click and uh, uh, convert through your ads. Okay. Now, this we know led to the micro-targeting that was used by Cambridge Analytica very effectively in all of their political whatever campaigns, right? Since then, Facebook have removed that feature altogether. Okay. Um, and now, you know, uh, when you are actually selling products in certain category, for example, if you're selling products in the finance, uh, real estate, and certain other category, and politics as well, Facebook requires you to declare that you know you are in this special category, which would require additional wetting. Okay. And in addition to that, targeting um, also is also slightly different. So you can't use certain discriminatory factors. For example, uh, I can't use language as an exclusion in my ad targeting as well. Okay. So this is to prevent discriminatory. And they have you know, strengthened a lot of the privacy control um, uh, to, 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 to prevent you know, spamming and, 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 and any leakages of privacy. And we see this moving across the board, even with Google recently announcing on Chrome that in 2022, they will remove third-party cookie uh, tracking as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and what kind of skills uh, the people running the campaigns on Facebook, for instance, um, should have to be successful? Um, I think it is consistent with any digital marketing uh, uh, channel, regardless yeah. of Facebook or Google, um, is that they need to be have to have the ability to uh, think critically and analytically. They need to have the ability to look at the data and objectively decide uh, what experiment to carry forward in order to uh, 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 achieve the maximum consistent results. And I think this is the thing that is very troubling because in this part of the world, I mean, I've been running an agency for 13 years. Yeah. Uh, hiring people with that skill sets and training those people with that skill set is not an easy thing because there is no school out there that says, okay, we are teaching you guys on analytic, right? Mm. It, there's no such school here in this part of the world. Yeah. Okay. And first, you need to hire this individual who have that ability to think critically and analytically, to take that data and to find outliers, to find opportunities to exploit in, in the campaign. And you know, the sad thing is, in this part of the world, we have great marketing people, we have great business people, right? You look at, you know, how we have developed over the years, you know, look at all the innovative business model that comes in. Yeah. But every single time, I, you know, every time I go to a conference, I go to an entrepreneur, uh, a, a bootcamp or whatever not, 
so much emphasis is given on, hey, we need to train you on analytics. And I think that is a challenge. If you think about this, right, I'm very sure Jeff Bezos, Jack Ma, doesn't know Facebook marketing <laughs> and they can be successful. <laughs> so the trick is, how can we make digital marketing accessible for everyone? Okay. I think that is the real barrier for us to cross. Okay, okay. And that's why you created a PZ. Right? Yep. Okay, to make accessible all the digital yep. campaigns for everyone. Yep. Okay. Finally, tracking and analytics, as you said, um, are essential to understand the performance of a campaign. So what kind of KPI and metrics sh um, matter to, to understand well uh, a campaign? Um, it depends, on again, on your business objective. Okay. Um, so let's just say if I'm a new brand and I've just started, um, the first thing I want to do is educate the, the masses, the, the market, about my presence. So in that case, you know, I'll be tracking my impression, I'll be tracking my reach, I'll be tracking my frequency. But if I'm trying to drive sales, I will obviously be tracking my conversion rate. I'll be tracking different metrics. So um, it really depends on your objective and which part of the sales funnel uh, that you are trying to improve. Mm -hmm. It would have different metrics across the board. Okay. Um, so if you are interested in digital marketing, uh, PZNS are leading a three days bootcamp um, that two days. Two days with comes. Yeah, yeah, two days. That will give yeah. you the opportunity to um, to be an expert in digital marketing um, and digital business. Mm. Um, ben will help you uh, building your own e-commerce uh, website, Facebook community, and launching your first digital campaigns, right? Yep. So we will be um, giving the participant one-year free subscription to PZ. And uh, our idea is that we're going to help the participant within that same day to launch a sustainable, scalable campaign. And we want to make sure that this thing is so easy that you know, even if someone who is like from the age of 10 to 60 can actually <laughs> use PZ and achieve that success as well. Okay, right. Um, thank you very much, Ben, for thank you, Maxon. this discussion. How can we, where can we follow your activities? So I'm available on LinkedIn, right? Um, as well, we have our Facebook page and you can check us out at pz.ai. Okay, thank you very much, Ben, and thank see you, you at the World Cup. Thanks. Thanks for listening this episode until the end. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have any question, feedback, or recommendation, let me know at info at 137ventures.net. And see you next week.